good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Couldn't cut any cut again. Because all the hippies were trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, Kadagi to all my friends and relatives in four directions. You are listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake and I'm your host, Robert Pilot, and we discuss local and national Native news and events. And as you know, Wendy, mm. Native issues are human issues, and human issues are Native issues. This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. How? There it is. Hey, we just had that little mem or meme or whatever they're called, not being a Gen Z. I don't know what the heck they're called. But Mm -hmm. hey, beautiful day in the neighborhood. We're mixing it up here a little bit here on Native Roots Radio. And we're going to start off with uh, our sacred animal section. Mm -hmm. Very popular over these past seven years. I learned something new every time or almost every time that you uh, speak about our relatives uh, with hooves, tails, and fins, and big noses like myself, and uh, <laughs> we really appreciate you. And I know when we're out and about in the community, people always have a lot of good things to say about your uh, portion, Wendy. Oh, I appreciate that. Hey, everybody. My name is Hanaji Hihani. That means cares for them. I was given that name by my Dega Curtis. Curtis goes by Mashke Hanajinga, which means walks on white clouds. I'm a humane policy volunteer leader for the Humane Society of the United States, and I work on animal issues at the local and state level. And it's always my pleasure to do that. Robert, I'm obsessed. I'm a, I'm obsessed with with, with, with <laughs> Murphy the Eagle. Oh, yes. Yeah, so Murphy the Eagle, he is in a sanctuary at the World Bird Sanctuary in Missouri. He's he's a big uh internet sensation because what happened was uh as soon as the weather started changing a couple of months ago, Murphy uh had it in his head that he wanted to be a father eagle, so he started incubating um, a rock, <laughs> um, this poor bird, right? He really wanted. He's he's no. he's there. He's thirty one. He's thirty one years old. He's been at the sanctuary most of his life because he mm. was injured early on when he was a fledgling. So he's there for his whole life practically. But uh, and he's never had a mate. Um, and then this year, what happened was, uh, I guess he was feeling a, a maternal need, and he started incubating a rock at the sanctuary. Where he built a little nest um, and on the ground and and got a rock and and sat on the rock and moved the rock around and fixed up the nest and uh, the people at the sanctuary kind of felt a little bad for him you know because the rock wasn't ever going to hatch and what was going to happen if Murphy you know didn't right. have a little bird to take care of but anyway what happened was just in the nick of time um a a nest elsewhere fell over and an eaglet was found and needed a parent Mm. uh yeah so what they did was they kind of swapped out the um the rock while murphy wasn't looking and they put the little eaglet in there and they're getting along just famously so i've been watching um almost every day just kind of checking in to see what they're doing and and everything and they just put up an uh, an update um that i want to share with everybody so this is the world bird sanctuary in missouri and this is where murphy lives with the little eaglet so the little eaglet they don't uh, name the little eaglets uh the eaglet actually has a number it's called 23-126 and that's what they call the eaglet they just say that they feel since it's a wild animal and they will be releasing this little eaglet that they feel like it's um I don't know, it's like a superstition that they have that it's bad luck and they don't want to name it. So they just number it. Yeah, so it's 23-126. But um, here's a little update. I'm going to read a little bit from their Facebook page. And you could go on, um, you could just Google Murphy, Eagle Murphy, and all these pictures come up and you could really, they have videos and it's really quite cute to watch. 
Um, and as we know, many uh, Native American people are in the Eagle Clan. So there we go. Robert's about to sneeze. God bless you. Murphy has directly fed the eaglet only once that we know of um, when they were first introduced. And we're not expecting him to feed the chick directly as we prefer to see the chick eating on its own right now. Murphy does not sleep in the nest with the eaglet. So these are some questions that people call in and, and ask on the Facebook page. The eaglet will be banned banded before release. So I'll have a little bracelet around its little uh, talon uh, so they could just keep an eye on them. Um, and then flight training is very instinctual, but birds of prey tend to be a bit lazy. I think I talked about this the last time. So we'll make sure our eaglet is flying enough in our 200 foot flight enclosure to build muscle and learn to take off and land properly. We won't need to worry as much about imprinting at that point. You know what? I think I said, let me, oh, here, there's a timeline. So I want to go over the timeline, what they plan on doing. So May 5th, which is coming up, uh, the eaglet will be six weeks old and should be walking well and begin to tear food on its own. So that's really good. They, I think they have to like chop it up for it right now, um, but he'll tear, tear his own food. May 12th, mm -hmm. uh, perches, perches will be added to existing enclosure so the eaglet can start branching. Wow. So they're going to start putting perches up. So oh. yeah, May 19th, uh, plan to start switching entirely to whole food. So on May 19th, the eaglet's going to have to tear out its own food and eat. And this is the sanctuary's way of preparing little 23-126 uh, to <laughs> fly on its own, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, June 2nd, the eaglet will be 10 weeks, and they plan to move it to a, a large uh, flight to start flight training and we'll move Murphy in as well and prov provide him with lower perches because Murphy can't fly. Murphy, Murphy has a broken wing and could never fly. So he just like walks around. And June 18th, which is Father's Day, oh. that's the targeted relief, release date. And they'll give um, details. And they're inviting the public to come and watch the release of the eaglet. A Murphy Rock Baby Eaglet t-shirt will be released on May 5th. So on May 5th, if you want to go on, which I probably will, get a Murphy Rock Baby Eaglet t-shirt. I'll go on and uh, get, if you want to, <laughs> cool. you could donate to them. Um, you know, it takes a lot of, um, it takes a lot of money, right? To take care right. of these animals, a lot of expertise to come in. They have, you know, veterinarians and, you know, uh, really good health care for the animals. So yeah. it's always good to do that. Uh, but a lot of people have also been kind of uh, commenting that the enclosure where Murphy and the eaglet is, isn't really like um, a nice enclosure, right? Some have commented that Murphy and 23-126's current enclosure seems a bit drab and small for a bald eagle. Now, I never even like saw that. I just saw this nice little um, place where they were. And I just thought like, why would they even care? But right. apparently people are a little bit worried about that. Uh, but the people at the sanctuary said, you're right. It does appear to be uh, both of these things. That is because these two are currently housed in uh, the rehab enclosure. Uh, there are a lot of design differences between the rehab enclosure and the enclosures designed to permanently house our ambassador birds. And we would never choose to permanently house an eagle in some uh, something like that that they're currently set up in. They're actually, the currently the enclosure that they're in is currently eight by 36 feet. So I think that's pretty big. And they do get to see air and get to look outside on uh, the roof is pretty open but they do put um, barriers up if the weather's bad so I'll give you more updates on Murphy the Eagle and the little Eaglet 23-126 sure beats uh, hanging with a rock I know right <laughs> I think he's going to miss the Eaglet after oh, he's released yeah. right don't you think he'll be him, sad find him another one the 
Hey, yes. up next, Dr. Stately. You're listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents I'm Awake. Peeny Gigi, Wendy. Yeah, stay with us. When we heal from our traumas. When we face our fears. Let go of our addictions. When we relearn our values. When we live our teachings. Respecting our elders. Cherishing and honoring our children. When we honor and take care of our spirit. There will be no room left for sexual violence. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Your Blue Line Extension Project wants to hear from you. We are working on extending the Blue Line Light Rail into North Minneapolis, Robbinsdale, Crystal, and Brooklyn Park, and connecting it to our growing transit system. Tell us about your neighborhood, your business, your family, and what you need from your Blue Line. Learn more and share more of your story at yourblueline.org. That's yourblueline.org. Hey, Olgama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. I'm Angela Warner for Warner Stallion. Sometimes appliances break. Other times you spend years wishing they would. We get it. That's why right now we're paying you to upgrade with our trade-in sale. We'll pay you $50 for each appliance you replace. Our in-store specialists take out the guesswork of wondering what's the best one and which one will fit. Then Warner Stallion professional crews will deliver, install, and take your old stuff away, saving you time and money. So outsource your stress and shop family-owned Warner Stallion. Hi, this is Representative Sharice Davids from Kansas. I'm Ho-Chunk, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by the Native American Community Clinic on Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis, honoring health and tradition. Hey, we got Dr. Stately coming on very soon. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure he's heading home uh, and getting ready and getting uh, his Yeah, it's hard when you're, when you're getting home from work and you're... You well, know. I saw him earlier today, and mm-hmm. what, what, what I'd like to say, Wendy, is happy uh, Native American Heritage Month. I saw him at the opening parade. Uh, today, I also saw our uh, Hinu, which is our first daughter, uh, Jalisa, in the New Native Theater, uh, had a float out there, Wendy, uh, along with, and I'm not sure if they won or what, but it was exciting to see them. And, you know, just a quick shout out to the play. It's just an amazing, amazing, amazing thing at New Native Theater. Yeah. So Jalisa, our, our daughter, my stepdaughter, uh, plays Lucille in This Is How We Got Here. And it's, um, I'm going to bring up the poster here. It's it's the first time here in the United States. It's, it started April 19th, and it's running through May 7th. Uh, and it's at Dream Dreamland Arts, 677 Hamlin Avenue North in St. Paul. And you could go and check it out and find out the times of the showings. But it's really an... Um, amazing uh production and i have to say jaleesa did a really superb job i'm just well there's four characters and it was like uh well done well done that's Mm -hmm. all i have to say and the story's intense and it's an Mm award-winning uh tony's they they don't have tony's in canada but that's the awards that they won for this play and it was well done and there's a lot of little nuances for me as a Native American that uh, mm-hmm. we talked about, and uh, I don't, won't give it away, but it's it's the last week of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Stately uh, from Native American, the CEO of Native American Community uh, Clinic in uh, Minneapolis Twin Cities, is with us, and it was great seeing you and uh, parading with you today. Ho! <laughs> parading. Hey. The first time I've paraded in quite some time, actually. So, <laughs> apparently, it's like riding a bicycle. You really don't um, ever forget how to parade after you've done it once. So. 
Well, it was good. <laughs> I think good. we were in step a few times, and then you know people were listening to our conversation, so we had to yell, I had to yell right? at a couple I people. Know. It's and... like who who knows? Like when you're in a parade, that people are actually listening to you. <laughs> It's um, it's funny. It was nice visiting it, though. It was awesome. Yeah, it was great seeing you and talking about a lot of uh, community stuff. And it was funny too. Uh, uh, you know, if Wendy would have been there, she would have said the name too. Just like our our young youngster turned around and said, "This person you're talking about," and it's like, "Oh yeah, that's it. Why are you listening to our conversation?" <laughs> it's kind of like a reminder, you know. It's like um, that you have to be. You know, mindful of like everybody has ears and they all use them. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> and, but also it's like um, like you know how like I always talk. I'm always talking like, and then all of a sudden I because I don't think my kids are listening to me or whatever, and I'm talking, and then all of a sudden they'll they'll pop up and they'll be like, I have a comment or they'll have a question. I'll be like, What are you doing listening to me? Right. <laughs> you never listen to me. <laughs> exactly. They have selective anyway. hearing. And I think I did when I was young, yeah, too, because that's where I got that term. What do you mean? When you were young, yeah. you still do. Easy, Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he doesn't suffer from selective mutism, though. We're um, going to have a domestic over the air. <laughs> oh, we have a Dr. Stately here uh, who could probably uh, facilitate this. Yeah, we could um, arrange a little fundraising event here. Um, a little match. <laughs> a little fundraising, for, fundraising match for NAC. That would be a lot of fun, actually. Um, anyway, yeah, it was a beautiful day for a parade other than how windy it was. Good Lord, I was like, you know, for a moment there, I thought I was, you know, um, an extra in a Wizard of Oz. Um, not my, toupee was getting, my toupee was getting loose, too. I know, I right? Yeah, his toupee was coming loose. I told him to talk to you and have him you sew some braids into a hat for him so that he can just wear it all the time. So. <laughs> what do you think, Wendy? Oh wear a hat and put some braids in there? I used to have one, but never mind. Um, go ahead. <laughs> it's probably in the basement. Sweet Lord. That's funny. Um, yeah, no, it was a beautiful day for a parade. It was really nice to see all the people out and the floats. It was really mm -hmm. nice. Knack had a little unchika, a little pitiful float that we put together <laughs> at the last minute. It was, <laughs> it was, you know, one of my staff. I was like, I'm ready to walk out the door to walk to the park and meet everybody at, at Little Earth. And they're like, Are you, do you want to ride in the truck? We have a, I was like, the truck? We have a, oh, yeah, we have a float. I'm like, we do? <laughs> <laughs> it's an example of how things function there. And I'm always the last one to know what we're doing at the clinic. It's like, you know, oh, we have a float. Oh, we're doing this. Oh, we're doing that. Yeah. But it was cool. It was fun. Yeah. A lot of fun. Definitely fun. Yeah. And yeah. it was great to see. Uh, again, uh, things are opening up slowly, and it was great to see the community out there and uh, a lot of young ones and mm -hmm. out there uh, enjoying ourselves like we do. Yeah, there were a lot of really – it was nice to see people I hadn't seen in a while. I saw a cousin I hadn't seen in years. Um, oh, wow. He is in early recovery. He was telling me all about like how he's, you know, how he's doing. He's in training to be a peer recovery coach. It was like cool. kind of really cool to hear and see all that. So yeah. Yeah, we saw, saw all those people I hadn't seen in a while. And I was like, you know, you never want to say like, oh my gosh, you're here, still here. I thought you were <laughs> <laughs> not with us anymore. Oh my gosh, that's funny. We saw those ho chunks too. There was three, 30, 30 of them. There was, 30, there was like, yeah. <laughs> there were, yeah, 30 or 40 of them or so, depending on your arithmetic skills. Yeah, thank you. We saw three right away, Wendy, and I said, yeah, there's there's so many ho chunks here. 33. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> anyway, it was a really lovely day. And, um, Great day, you know, May 1st, May Day, also kick off for the American Indian Month. I know that um, uh, people probably are wondering, like, well, where can I hear about or see about all the things that are happening in the mm -hmm. community? There's a couple places you can look. There's um, the Metropolitan Urban Indian Directors Group, also called the MUD Group, M-U-I-D. Um, uh, they have a Facebook page, and they also have a website. And you can see all of the things that are happening in both the Minneapolis and the, and St. Paul, so the Twin Cities area, for the month of May that's been publicly announced. And then there's 
a calendar at the circle and also at circle.org, I think. Um, mm -hmm. so online footprint. A few places you can see things. And this is the month where it's everybody gets out, we go places, we see each other, we do what we do in any country, which is we support each other and we um, socialize and there's laughter and there's joke telling and there's, you know, getting to taste really good food and yeah, just a really wonderful time of the year. So kind, kind, of, the kickoff, kind of the kickoff of uh, powwow season too, in a, in a way, outdoor powwows. Dr. Stately just froze. Jeez. I wonder if he would know if we were talking about him or not. Oh, there oh, he's there back. He hey, he's, back. he's yeah. unfrozen. <laughs> no, no, he's frozen again. There he is. All right. Yeah. It's a remind me of that old Saturday Night Live skit, uh, unfrozen or frozen caveman. And it's like frozen Indian over here. Uh, do you remember the Saturday Night Live skit? No. No, you know, not that particular yeah, one. Yeah. Was I'm not that old, actually. So. Oh, come on! They were trying to give you a plate today. <laughs> Just for you, uh, listening audience, when Robert said he tried, you, they tried to give you a plate today. <laughs> that means that the younger generation will give elders. Uh, the food first, <laughs> feed them first. Yeah. So that's what that <laughs> reference is. They wanted to give me two, and yes. I said, hold on there. I'm not that old. <laughs> it's true, actually, yeah. You know, I told them, I said, like, you know, I still, you know, I still can, you know, I don't have any replaced hips or anything like that. I said, I can walk and get my own plate. I'm happy to do that. <laughs> so, you know, but you, yes, Robert, you should have some bringing your plate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Got a couple of them, you know. It's, it's like good. the comedy hour of Native Roots Radio. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it well, you know. Hey, speaking of comedy hour, did you see that um, they had the Indian comedy um, uh, thing this last weekend? Yeah, we had uh, Patricia Maybe. Patricia Cook on uh, that yeah. earlier that week. She yeah, was awesome. I was so disappointed I missed that. I was like, dang it. I really like I never get to go to stuff like that. Because guess where 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 do you where do you think Dr. Stately would have been on a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday evening? Hockey. Just hockey, yes. Because nothing <laughs> else in the state of Minnesota <laughs> exists other than hockey. <laughs> But, yeah. Wow. Well, you got two young warriors that are awesome at hockey, and it's just a, your great father to support them. And um, yeah, I'm sure they're a good grateful. Time. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think of it as an investment in their future. And I can't think of it any other way. Otherwise, it would really bother me. <laughs> yeah. uh -huh. Oh, it's good <laughs> that uh, Dr. Stately and us, and I, I should say, both think we're pretty funny so that's uh, a good monday a monday night or monday night show uh routine here mm -hmm. with, yeah. the do yeah. with the doctor like and the pilot yes i do anyway yeah and, and for those of you that don't think we're funny like stay tuned because we'll have a serious conversation when you come back good segue really good segue you've been on the show for three years that was a great segue Hey, you're listening Isn't to that Native Roots. Holy man. <laughs> you're listening to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and we'll be right back with Dr. Stately after this short, short break. Stay with us. JNS Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. At Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, we have wood stoves that qualify for the new 30% income tax credit. A great opportunity to get an efficient stove and heat with renewable energy. Right now, avoid supply chain delays, avoid the fall rush, avoid bad weather installation, and save money because we are now discounting the price on all chimney parts you need for installation for any of Woodland's new stoves and fireplaces. We can help you with the stove and the chimney planning. Want to do it yourself? 
we will help you determine all the parts needed with our installation know-how. We have been installing wood stoves and fireplaces for over 45 years. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces has over 35 working wood, gas, and electric units on display at the corner of East Franklin and Riverside Avenue in Minneapolis. Save money. Take advantage of the spring and summer chimney discounts when you buy any fireplace product right now at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces. Hi, this is Chad from AM950. Snap Construction is arguably the most well-reviewed roofing, siding, window, and insulation contractor in the metro. Ryan is so excited about working with AM950 and our listeners that he wants to help us grow. This is Ryan, owner of Snap Construction. I was friends with Chad long before I started marketing with him. I was a bit skeptical of radio advertising before Chad convinced us to run ads. The advertising's been so successful, we want to help the station grow. We've absolutely loved working with the listeners of AM950, and we all know how extreme important this radio station is to the community. To help AM950 grow, Snap Construction will be putting up proceeds to assist the station in marketing on social media. Snap Construction encourages you to follow, engage, share, and interact on the AM950 social media platforms. Together, we can all work to ensure AM950 continues to thrive and grow in our communities. We stand by our work with a lifetime craftsmanship guarantee. For a free estimate or more information on our financing, call 612-333-SNAP or check us out online. Hey, it's Patrick. If you love your home, then you know it's a place that's so much more than just a place to keep your stuff. It's a place where some of the most treasured memories of your life have been made and will continue to be made. If you love your home, then you know there is only one carpet cleaning company to trust with your carpet, tile, and upholstery and your air duct cleaning, and that's My Cleaning Heroes at Zero Res. If you haven't tried out Zero Res or it's been months since your last deep clean, then now is the time to call and take advantage of the Spring Flash Sales and get a free hallway with any of our carpet cleaning packages with three-room Zero Resified starting at just $129. Don't wait for the weather. Book now to beat the rush. Call Zero Res right now, 9520-RES, or go online to ZeroResMinnesota.com and say you want the AM950 special. Zero Res, backward or forward, spells the same. With your AM950 weather, I'm Patrick Lilia. Clear tonight with a low of 37, then sunshine Tuesday with a high of 58. The Tungis Palette is a social enterprise business built with purpose and fortified with love. Discover the best peach cobbler in the world at Latungi's Palette, 1400 Park Avenue South in Minneapolis. Visit the website at latungispalette.com. You're listening to Native Roots Radio. This is Spirit from Reservation Dogs. Get up and listen. Welcome back to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by MN350, a grassroots organization fighting for climate justice. Hey, we're here with Dr. Stately, the CEO of Native American Community uh, Clinic in Minneapolis and Minnesota here, and also my uh, comedy partner uh, here on Monday nights sometimes. But we want to switch the gears a little bit here, Dr. Stately, and Talk a little bit about what you'd like to talk about, because Wendy always reminds me that you guys have, <laughs> I should ask you what you want to talk about. So that's a good one, Wendy. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I can, I could joke with you all day. You're a lot of fun to um, spar with. Um, but I think one of the things I uh, wanted to mention here was like NAC and um, so NAC does have a um, open house coming up on May 19th in a couple of mm. weeks, uh, two Fridays from this Friday. Um, and that would be our, um, our contribution to American Indian Month, um, from 10 in the morning until two in the afternoon, we're gonna have some good food. So show up early because uh, food goes early all the time, but also, um, <clears throat> uh, it's our 20th anniversary, uh, as a, um, clinic. And so we're going to also from noon to one, we're going to do a honoring for our founders. So we're going to honor the founders of NAC including, um, you know, the five, four or five staff, I think that started the clinic, um, back wow. in 2003, um, the providers, um, and we're also going to, um, honor two, honor, two board members, two founding board members that are no longer with us. Larry Leventhal, the mm. great activist lawyer that helped, um, 
AIM and a bunch of Native organizations um, get established, including NAC, and um, uh, also Clyde Belcourt, who passed last year. Um, and their families will be in, um, visiting us in person to sort of like be, um, you know, receive their recognition. We have like certificates and small gifts for them. And then um, the second half of that hour, we are sort of going to unveil our plan for our new building that we're launching and that we're building in 2025. Wow. Um, that'll be exciting opportunity for us to acknowledge and thank the people who have partnered with us on the new building, um, including our um, our housing partner, Wellington Management Incorporated, and then also um, thank the um, senators and the re representatives, um, o Omar um, and uh, Senator Smith and Klobuchar, who helped get us federal fundings to support our um, our clinic expansion and all of the other people locally who've kind of contributed to that. So it's going to be a great day, lots of fun. Hopefully, no rain. Hopefully, it'll be. No rain and no wind. I'm hoping it will be less windy. So, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, well, that's that's great. Congratulations. That's really. a huge update. Yeah, exciting. That is huge. It is really exciting. Yeah. And um, you know, reaching out to Larry Leventhal's family, I had to look him up. I had to go, you know, troll. Um, I looked, um, contacted some people. Some people said, "Oh, look at the um, surviving relatives and the." Um, obituary. So I looked that up on the Star and Trib. He died in 2016 or January oh, 2017, right, right after I started at the clinic. And um, I found a relative of his on Facebook and reached out to her. And we had a really nice conversation a couple weeks ago. Um, uh, it was um, nice to talk to his sister. Um, and maybe she and his grandson grandchildren will come um, uh, mm. with her on the 19th but it was nice to share stories of Larry um, you know I was able to acknowledge his contribution to um, to um, Mac but I also was able to tell him tell her um, that her brother Larry um, was really helpful in my early life I was a young man about 22 I think when I um, got charged with the DUI right before I got clean and sober and Larry helped me um, to sort of uh, manage that um, that um, violation, and um, you know, help me clean up my record and a few other things. Um, he was a friend, a really good friend of my mother's, who mm. was on the board of the Indian Center at the time. And so, yeah, he's just a good man, and um, it's a great opportunity to acknowledge him. And of course, Clyde, my my uncle Clyde Belcourt, um, um, his um, children. Um, Susie and um, Crow um, and um, um, Wolf will be there um, to acknowledge um, their father's contribution to NAC and so many other institutions that he helped, um, that that AIM helped to establish. So be a great, yeah. great day. Yeah, I was so blessed the uh, last four or five years of his life that uh, maybe even a long, little longer than that, uh, that I was able to hang out with uh, Clyde Belcourt and uh, have him call me up in the middle of the day and wonder what I'm doing and uh, you know how he used to do that to everybody and especially during COVID when he would not be able to be out and about like he was for so many years. Uh, it was probably driving him crazy and he was on the phone all the time calling people going, what are you doing? What's up? You know, and, and telling stories about the old days. Yeah. He was, those last four or five years of his life, he would come to the clinic regularly because we were his healthcare provider. You know, he could have went anywhere but he came to us and him and peg and they'd always come together and you know get their annual checkups and any other things that they needed and it was just really nice to see him. whenever he would be in the clinic he'd make a point of like trying to find me or send somebody to get me and i'd go on the exam room and sit and visit him with him a while and catch up on him and the family and you know he'd tell me some old time stories or he'd say hey remember when this happened and i'd be like yeah it's kind of cool so it's just like He's, he'll always be really special to me in my, um, in my, um, have a special place in my heart and in my memories, in my life. So really excited to. Well, your, your mother was very involved with the American Indian movement and, uh, yeah. 
And I, I saw some post uh, just recently that you were celebrating. Was it her uh, anniversary of her birthday uh, that I saw some no, pictures? No, uh, I posted on April 27th. That was the 35th anniversary of her passing. So she died oh. on April 27th, 1988. And that was a rough day for me, actually. I didn't really realize it was like last Thursday. And I was just kind of having a rough day generally. There was a few things that were, that were challenging and also just sort of like... I kind of was walking around feeling a certain kind of way and a, a little bit weepy and I didn't really kind of like, it didn't sort of kind of, none of it really sort of kind of made a lot of sense to me. I was trying to figure out what was going on with me. And then I realized um, right around 4.30 or 5, I think I was like, oh my gosh, it's April 27th. My mom passed away mm. like 35 years ago today. And so, you know, she was, she was, my mother, of course, and I love her dearly, and um, and I miss her, and and <clears throat> you know, it's it's I have a challenging I have a challenging job, and I have a challenging um, position um, in in my role at, at NAC um, as you know a community leader and a lot of responsibilities, and I, you know I don't always make the right choices. I, I try to do my best to make the right choices and and decisions, and I um, and I really tried to, you know, <clears throat> I think I put in my post, I said, I always ask myself, like, what would my mother say? Or what would my mother do? Right. And because mm. um, she was a really respected community leader for so long. And she really, I think, taught me through example, how to show up and be a leader in the community. And, um, you know, and so it was just a tough day. So then I realized, oh, it's this day, mm. you know, and, um, and so it was, I, I made a post about it and yeah. she'll always, you know, it's nice to hear people's comments. You know, people commented like, you know, Oh, you, your mother would be very proud of you. Right. Um, you know, those kinds of things. And that certainly does, um, you know, feel good to hear that. I think um, my desire to make her proud of me and my desire to sort of follow in her footsteps and make her, you know, um, keep her memory alive and also, contribute meaningfully to the community is a, a big motivation for me. So it's just kind of nice to hear. But well, you have, you have, you have Dr. Stately and I'm sure your mother's super proud of you. I know we're proud to know you here at Native Roots Radio oh, and specifically you. Wendy and I, we, we talk good things about you all the time. I notice too, and I know you're a humble man and me, I'm proud of my humility. So I like to tell people about it. Oh, uh, but uh, you had just won an award, and uh, thank you. I do, yeah. Oh, yeah Wendy, stop yeah. laughing at yeah. those jokes, but uh, I appreciate you laughing at that. Tell us a little bit about that award. That was amazing. Oh, well, thank you for acknowledging that. Yeah, I won an award from the University of Minnesota, the, the Board of Regents. They acknowledged my, gave me, I, they gave me the 2023 um, uh, Community Engagement um uh, recognition for the um, my community engagement um, with the with the um, university. So the award that they give, it's they said it's one of the most prestigious awards um, yeah. that they give, and it really has to do, I think, with um, you know the work that I've done to engage um, in um, develop strategic partnerships and and um, research um, specifically in the work that we're doing at the clinic. Um, around the integration of traditional healing and cultural healing into like medicine and, and um, uh, West, Western health, healthcare structures. Um, it's been um, a really interesting couple of years since we've been, we've done some really good, great, great projects together. Um, looking forward to building out that relationship with the University of Minnesota. I'm a principal investigator on a project that we do together under this um, um, uh, research center that is called the C2 Dream Center, uh, Center for Chronic Disease and um, uh, uh, Health um, Health Elimina Elimination of Health Disparities Reduction Act um, project. And it's one of 11 centers across the United States that's been funded on this one mechanism. And we're the only Native American project in, the, in all of the 11 centers. And so wow. it's kind of, um, you know, I also got an email from people at the, at the, um, White House, they want regular updates about my project because they're really interested. It's around youth, physical activity, and healthy eating. So we have a pilot that we just launched over in American Indian Magnet School at Flipside, their after-school program, and we'll be um, launching a, 
um, a longer project up, um, in um, Minneapolis Public Schools next year. Wow, flip just like, side. You know, this work I do, it's like, to me, it's like, it's interesting. To, I mean, it's, it feels good to be acknowledged for it, but it's also just stuff I've been wanting to do for a really long time, and I'm finally getting around to doing it, and I really enjoy it a lot. Yeah, so, and Flipside's a, a great program. I know I worked with them. Yeah, uh, I was drumline after school for uh, mm -hmm. with Marianne and the group out there. That's exciting, and there's a lot of traction there, and a lot of they do good work out there on yeah. Flipside. And I'm really proud of that project. You know, that project is all designed to <clears throat> demonstrate that, you know, Native people, our dance, our music, our, um, our movement, our ceremonies, our practices, our cultural food, our traditional foods, all those things give us health and they, and, and they, and, and they make us um, alive and thriving, right? Um, so we don't really need anything from, you know, um, Western medicine that we can't, you know, do for ourselves. And we just need to show the evidence that that works. And that's really what that project is about. Well, we're here with Dr. Stately of Native American Community Clinic here in the Twin Cities in Minneapolis, and we're uh, really happy to have him on as always, and it's been a kind of a celebration today, a happy, uh, happy Native American Indian Month, and we'll be right back with Dr. Stately. Stay with us. Hey, Olgama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. As farmers and ranchers, stewardship of the land comes naturally. Your work keeps our water clean, improves the soil, and enhances wildlife habitat. It also provides countless benefits, not just for you and your family, but for millions of Americans who depend on this region every day without even realizing it. Thank you for being stewards of America's prairie for all of us. Take a moment to find out how conservation pays. Visit conservationpays.org. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States. And 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's, Let's live and, and let, let howl. howl. I love my Toyota vehicles, so when I have to get service done, there's only one place I go. Rudy Luther Toyota. They know Toyotas inside and out. It starts with them checking your alignment and tire treads with the Hunter Quick Check Drive Inspection Service. Oil changes, tires, batteries, wipers, no matter what you need done, they can help you with reliable Toyota parts and the best service team in Minnesota. Check their website, RudyLutherToyota.com, for service and parts specials just for your Toyota vehicles. Get your Toyota serviced at Rudy Luther Toyota, 394 and 169 in Golden Valley. Hi, I'm Jane Fonda, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. Howl! We're waiting for everybody's dog, including uh, Dr. Stately's dog, to howl. <laughs> I think <laughs> he like, has in the past. Well, Dr. Staley, I just have to say this. Um, we met a few years ago, and I know you supported St. Paul, uh, especially during the beginning of COVID with shots. And I just heard nothing but good things about you. And it's so, it's so cool to have you on the show and have you on the show so frequently. But I see you in the community all the time. And Wow, that's important, and uh, all the awards or whatever. But do you just being in the community, um, people coming up to you all the time, and um, you know, that's that's really important. And I just want to throw yeah. that out yeah. to you. It's well, so thank important. You. you know, it's one of the things. One of my favorite things about my job is that I get to be in the community. You know, the community that I was born and raised in. And, you know, I, I left here when I was 22 years old, uh, like not not too long after I got clean and sober. 
um, or 23 years, I think, right after I had that DUI. And I moved to Los Angeles and I lived there for 18 years. And then I lived in Seattle for five um, and then came back after my, my sons were born um, to, to work and to raise them here. And, you know, when I, you know, the, the 2016 life changing for me, I get to think at the job at the Native American Community Clinic. And so I've been there ever since. And, you know, my favorite thing about the job is really being in the community. My favorite thing is like, you know, um, I look forward to springtime and summer and fall when I can like, you know, walk down Franklin Avenue. I could go over to Gatherings Cafe and have lunch. Um, I can stop at Powell Grounds and have coffee and I can, you know, see everybody and anybody in the community that I haven't seen. You know, I could not have seen them for 20, 30 years since I was in high school or I could have seen them last week. And the conversations are always really wonderful. And, you know, people, you know, um, People give me feedback about the clinic. That's where I get some of my ideas about like the things that we kind of take care of and tend to. And there's really, um, it's a really wonderful experience to be there. Um, you know, I tell my, I tell people all of the time that, you know, Franklin Avenue, um, the Av raised me into the man I am. So, you know, they, they raised me literally and figuratively and it, it still contributes, continues to contribute greatly to you know, who I am and my identity as a, as a native man, you know, and, and, um, and the work that I do, but also, um, greatly into like, um, my, you know, be, the being my very fiber of my being and who I am. So, um, you know, I was born and raised in South Minneapolis and I'll, you know, my heart will always be there. My heart will always be with that, with that community and with my people there. And, um, they are my relatives, you know, and they're, and many of them are my actual blood relatives. A yeah. lot of the people that come to the clinic are my blood relatives. I tell mm -hmm. my staff that all the time. They're not just like, you know, like Omotaki Oasin. Oh, we're all related. They are actually my relatives, you know. So. Yeah. It's like Ho-Chunk. I'm related to everyone. You know, I, I was joking with uh, Dan Representative Daniel DeLong, and I said, we're related. And I was just kind of kidding. And then she came back to me like a couple days later and asked her mom, she said, "Wow, we are related." I was like, "What the ticket? We're all related." I was gonna make a Facebook post when um, Jerry Springer died <laughs> the other day, um, and I was gonna post this on Facebook. I might still do it, <clears throat> but I was gonna say like, "Oh, um, <clears throat> all you Native men who uh, um, you know are wondering like, you know, if you had any children out there that you didn't know about, like you know, now that he's dead and all the um, all the all the information will come out." And, um, you're going to find out you had kids you didn't know about. <laughs> <laughs> the transcripts will be released. <laughs> I'm sure Jerry Springer has a, a whole pile of envelopes that haven't been opened yet. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah, they have like, you know, is, is, is Rob Stately my dad? I, I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Well, and it's funny, too, not to digress here, but I will, is Oprah was just as bad as him when she first started and then she just said, I'm not doing this more anymore after like being national for five years and to give her credit, oh, really? she didn't. Huh? I don't remember that. I just remember her giving away cars all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And envelopes under the yeah. seat. Yes. Yeah. 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 That'll be me at our, um, at our open house. You get oh. Indian talk one. You get Indian talk one. <laughs> yeah. Until they run, until they run out. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's awesome. Well, I can't wait. Uh, can you maybe uh, say, talk about uh, the 19th again uh, real quick? Yeah, no. So NAC's open house will be May 19th, um, 10 o'clock in the morning till two in the afternoon. We're going to have a lot of like, you know, really fun stuff to do. It'll be, you know, there'll be swag to have and, you know, a few other things. And, you know, <clears throat> we're going to honor the founding members of NAC, Native American Community Clinic. So the four or five providers that established NAC back in 2003. And then the two, two of the founding board members, Larry Leventhal and Clyde Belcourt. And, um, you know, then we're also going to unveil our plans for our new building and kind of announce it publicly that day. So pretty exciting, very, very exciting day and time for me. So, and um, <clears throat> yeah, charting a new path forward. So. Yeah. Is that, is that what the t-shirts are going to say that you're going to give me is, no, I think what she, I think I don't know what our I think our annual our, our so every year we do our open house we do a new T-shirt 
And this one has a really beautiful design by my niece, Nichez Bolio, who actually works in our community health department. Um, but she designed a really beautiful um, Ojibwe floral um, design with a beaver on it. And also um, our open house, we also um, pick one of the seven grandfather teachings or a Dakota value to sort of kind of represent our theme for that year. And so um, I think, um, I forget what the, um, oh, this one's, this one's the beaver. So, mm -hmm. And I think it's like, um, you know, humility or something like that, yeah. Is that, is that what the beaver is, uh, stands for? I think so. Your... Humility, yeah. Yeah, you know, that's cool. Busy that's as great. a beaver, just, you know, put your head down and work. Wow. So, you know, being such a humble man, I'll make sure you get a t-shirt, you know, because you all well, need one. you know, I was just so, thinking yeah, I need to go there. To announce it to everybody. I, I'm going to stop talking about it and get there early. <laughs> yeah, and come early, too, if you want lunch, because it eats. Frozen. Oh, he's frozen. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. Look I at, mean, yeah, we we all fro we all have been frozen. <laughs> there we Sorry. are. Oh, unfrozen. You're back. Uh, you want me to get there early for what? Oh, uh, we, we're gonna have two food trucks. Food, two, two different food trucks. So come. Uh, oh. Yeah. Is, hey, it's our 20th anniversary. We gotta go big. Go that's bigger. cool. Is Trickster gonna be there? I think Trickster might be one. Yeah. Something. They are awesome, and they're really blowing up. A really uh, former student of mine. Uh, uh, at Harding High School is uh, the owner of that him and his wife and really happy and uh, proud to to see them they're super nice people and um, you know good things are happening for them so that'd be great if they're there but yeah yeah you we'll know what is so amazing like I was just thinking about this like then you're reminding me when you're talking about this like when I was a kid like in the 70s and 80s there was like we had such a dearth of that kind of stuff. Like we have so many indigenous businesses. My brother, Charlie, um, owner and operator of Windland Indian Crafts, he was like one of the first native yeah. um, mercantiles on Franklin Avenue, longest operating one now, 46 years old, 46 years on the app, I think. But wow. now we have so many of them and they're just so amazing. Like we are, you know, it's just a testament to who we are as people that we are, yeah. you know, we, we're artists, we're uh, mercantiles, we're entrepreneurs, we're innovators, we're scientists, we're great thinkers, right? So yeah, so we contribute greatly to the world. So what a great way, what a great way to end the show, Dr. Stately. We really appreciate all you had to say as always. And you know, you're up there as one of the top five uh, uh, people that come on the show every week. Ho -wa. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. oh, wow. Right on. Hey, if you're listening to the show, you are part of the resistance from Chief Plenty Coops, the ground in which we stand on. It's sacred ground. It's, it's sacred ground. It's the blood of our answers. We need to resist, divest, join a group, and run for office. You're listening to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake. We're still here. We are the seventh generation. Free Leonard Peltier. Now. <laughs> <laughs>